You're listening to Collective Practice, a podcast for mental health entrepreneurs who dare to dream, create, and grow your business. I'm Lauren Spaulding, marriage and family therapist and business consultant. I'm on a mission to create abundant success for those in the helping profession who strive to tear down barriers around mental wellness and create healing opportunities for all. Thank you so much for joining me in today's episode. Let's jump right in. Welcome, welcome to the Collective Practice Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about business models and a new way that we can create more opportunities within our business model as a mental health entrepreneur. So from the title, you can see that I'm going to be talking about RuPaul and how he created an empire and so many opportunities for drag queens and how watching RuPaul's Drag Race led me to question our business model as therapists. Now, if you don't know who RuPaul is, welcome to Earth. I hope you have had a good time so far, probably not with COVID. RuPaul is a famous drag queen who had a very great career in New York City and then created the empire that is RuPaul's Drag Race. It's a reality TV show where drag queens compete for the crown. And since the season one, a lot of drag queens that have been on the show have found a lot of success and growth in their career as performers. Now, historically, drag queens actually weren't paid very well, mostly made money off of tips. A lot of their money went back into their craft, went back into costumes, wigs, makeup, padding, what have you. And so being a drag queen was kind of viewed almost like a hobby more than a job. And some drag queens could find success beyond that smaller pay scale. Sounds familiar, right? In the mental health profession, majority of people don't really make a ton of money and maybe get into like 50 to $80,000 a year, but on average, I think it's actually like 40 or 50,000 that therapists make. And then some people do manage to find success and make maybe six figures or beyond. So I love this idea that in this profession, drag queens and drag performers, this change happened where RuPaul created a different way of people accessing this art form. There was this different opportunity for drag queens to showcase who they are and what they do. That created a bigger following. That created more crowds of people that would learn about a drag queen and say, I want to go see them perform. That created more opportunities for the drag queens to even like travel and go outside of their community for more people to access their skill set, whether that's singing or comedy or whatever it might be. So what I am taking away from this and the reason this is the title is this idea that just because a profession was always done a certain way doesn't mean it always has to be done that way. So let's talk about the mental health field. In the mental health field, historically, it's been viewed as a job with the same mentality. Don't expect to make make a lot of money. You go into this field because it's your passion to help people and your passion 
can pay the bills and not much more. I have always hated this business model for therapists. And I talked a little bit about that in the last episode. Like, I hate that there's kind of only a few avenues to go down to make more money, which is private practice, creating your own therapy model, like writing books and becoming famous for that. Not all of us can access those things and not all of us want to do those things. And I just didn't like the idea of helpers who want to stay at their nonprofit or stay at their agency or stay at their rate for private pay clients are just capped there. Like, all right, that's your choice. You're not going to make more money. And so it made me think, what could be different? What are other ways that we as therapists could gain monetary value without compromising and without having to always do the same thing. Like if I wanna make more money right now, I need to raise my rates. I don't wanna do that. I need to take on more clients. I don't wanna do that. Or I need to start looking into different avenues like owning my own private practice with people that rent space from me. Well, that's not possible right now. Oh, hey, if you're enjoying today's episode, I want to invite you to join my community of wellness entrepreneurs. You can join the Facebook group Collective Practice. It's free through 2020 and open to any mental health entrepreneurs who want exclusive access to upcoming events and groups, discounts on those events, and most importantly, a community of like-minded individuals who have similar goals and interests. Hurry, this offer expires December 31st. After that, new members will have a small membership fee. And if you want to join my email list, go to laurenspalding.co. I have a free masterclass that you will be personally invited to once you join. Can't wait to meet you. See you there. Now, one problem with that business model is that if you increase your rates, you're limiting the amount of people who can access you. Not everyone can afford private pay and not everyone can afford a high rate for private pay. Another problem is that if you increase your client caseload, you sometimes have to then sacrifice your own self-care because there's less time for you throughout the week. And that's really needed in our field. We do some heavy work It takes a lot of mental and emotional stamina to be a therapist, and it's very important for us to take care of ourselves through this job. Another problem with this business model is that not everyone wants to do those things. And I don't think that we all have to do the exact same thing to make the salary that we want. And thus, the idea of scaling what you do came to mind for me. Now, what it means to scale your offer is just that you're creating an opportunity to access multiple people all the time throughout the year without having to actually use your time for those people to access you, okay? So that could look like an online course that they can purchase or a webinar or a workshop that was recorded that they can now purchase and view on their own time. That can look like a membership where people meet with you more like in a group setting. There's all sorts of different ways that you can scale your offer. 
But the idea behind it is you're creating at least one different opportunity for those who aren't in your area, can't afford to take the time off to go to therapy, or maybe don't even really want full-scale therapy. There are a lot of people who have mental health goals but don't necessarily want to do one-on-one therapy. And when I initially started thinking about scaling what I do, I thought I was going to create a course or a webinar specific for the clinical populations that I work with. But then I realized I want to create a community of therapists that offer that. I want to tap into all sorts of different skills and specialties and therapy models and get all of those therapists to create offers for people who are not going to be their one-on-one clinical client. Because the reality is if I'm the only one that does it, then only a few people are gonna know that they can access that because it's gonna be me talking about it within my community of therapists who might refer their clients or refer potential clients to my course. It's only gonna be people who happen to Google the right words to find me that will find it. But if this becomes the norm, if tons and tons of therapists have these opportunities, we are going to remove barriers that can get in the way of mental health services. And I freaking love that. (laughs) I want to be a part of the movement of removing oppressive systems within the mental health field. And a part of that is removing all of the hoops that someone has to jump in order to happen to be able to get into my office and work with me. So yeah, I feel like I learned a lot from watching RuPaul's Drag Race. The big takeaway for me was just because something's always been done one way doesn't mean it has to keep being done that way. And just because there is always a certain way that people can access a profession doesn't mean we can't open up more opportunities for that access. So I hope you decide to join me on this journey because you're awesome. You have so much to offer and you shouldn't be limiting that. You can create more opportunities for people to access you and to access your awesomeness. All right, so that is everything I wanted to talk about today. Thank you so much for taking the time to join me. Again, I love, love, love sharing all of this information with you, and I hope you subscribe to the podcast so that you can take advantage of all of the free things that I'm going to be offering through this podcast. I won't only be talking about mindset stuff or my personal beliefs around business. I will also have lots of episodes where you can actually learn some things that you can apply to your business. I will see you next week. Bye. As we wind down from this episode, Take a moment to reflect on your key takeaways. How can you care for your business and yourself this week? Don't forget, you are awesome and worthy of a hugely successful career. I hope to help you and support you along the way. I'll see you in the Collective Practice Facebook group and in the masterclass. Visit lawrencebalding.co for more details. Talk to you soon, friend.